0: Man, I tried to come and catch you before you went to work. Let you know what happened to Red Ass. What's up? Man, you know that nigga D don't had his bike for like three weeks, right? I got right. money. Don't worry. Man, got so, so much money, money, I got another nigga just to count it for me. I won. Give me my money. You what? I lost. Roll the dice. Hold oh, my, oh, my money. money. Watch i talk to you for a second. Oh, shit. I let you use a couple of weeks ago. What I've been asking you about. Oh, that bike. Ain't no, you wanted it back, homie. It's right here. Follow me, Yeah, it's just like it's both ours. Just keep it down in my house. Cool. <laughs> No, get off your ass and get in this car. Why I don't know why you come down here messing with these people. Hurry <laughs> up! They both got in the car and out. It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore uh, one three. This is the doghouse that was from the movie Friday. If you don't know that, I can't help you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, it is Friday. It is week eight. This is the walkthrough, per se, of the, of the main slate. And we will cover the Sunday night football game and the Monday night football game. Um, everything is current as of yesterday. I have not touched this whatsoever. Um, any type of injury news and whatnot that I have up until, you know, through last night, uh, that's what I'm completely going off of. Um, I do realize that there is still the, there is going to be a game time decision on David Johnson. Um we still don't know what's going on with Drew Brees, uh, if he's actually going to play or not. I'm still expecting him to not play, and having Teddy Bridgewater. Just if if you're going to be smart about it with the, as far as for the um, uh, New Orleans Saints are concerned, since they have a bye week next week. So, um, but we're going to run through this. We're going to pick out some plays. Uh, there's some people that are new to the spreadsheet so we're just going to cover a couple of things real quick here um, you are gonna you do have uh, player pricings for all four sites and then you'll notice that some of the player pricings are marked in green uh, that means that they are a value compared to the other f- uh, three sites um, sometimes uh, The other two sites, DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, sometimes have better pricing than, say, FanDuel and Yahoo, and sometimes FanDuel and Yahoo have better pricing than DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. Um, What you're basically looking at is, of course, you have the players' points per game, uh, their price on each site, and then the ranking is the price ranking um, from most expensive to least expensive, so looking at the first game uh, here with the Seattle and Atlanta game, you'll notice that Russell Wilson is ranked number one on FanDuel, Yahoo, and DraftKings. He's, that means that he's the highest priced running, uh, sorry, quarterback from Thursday to through Monday, because that's how I handle the pricing is through from the Thursday game all the way straight through. Um, And then on Fantasy Draft, he is the second highest-priced quarterback on the entire slate. So he's going to be considered a value on Fantasy Draft, even though it's one spot. He's still considered a value because he's the highest-priced on the other three sites. So, but just because... I have something marked in green doesn't necessarily make them a great play. It's all going to come down based on the DVOA, which is what will be the footballoutsiders.com numbers that are directly to the right of the player pricing list. Each individual matchup, you're going to have well, first at the top, you're going to have total defense. And what you're looking at there, there's a bar. And you'll if you count it up, it's eight weeks worth of <clears throat> numbers. Now, the first three weeks are kind of irrelevant because DVOA does not stabilize until week four. So what you are essentially looking at is how the defense has been trending as a whole across the season now underneath there you'll have the past defense you'll have their current week rating or ranking I should say and then directly underneath that you'll have their you know eight week eight week flow same goes for the rush defense underneath now you got two you got two spots for the running backs you have uh, the rush defense. Now this is completely, this is Atlanta's to the right. Everything to the right is going to be Atlanta uh, through the pro football reference. So the two, the two sections, that's, that's the defense that they're facing. So running backs are split into two sections. You got the, the rush defense that they're facing, which Atlanta is fourth against the rush ground yards. And then you have versus running back, which they're twenty six. That's versus running backs in the passing game. So overall, they're fourth against running backs on the ground, but they allow. let uh, about the fifth, about the fifth or sixth most points through the air to the running back. So. That's how you kind of segregate it. Um, if you get if you get like say a twenty six and a twenty six, let's say twenty six in a rush and twenty six in the first running back, of course that's going to be uh, an incredible matchup for your running back. Uh, but you do have to take it on a week to week basis uh, when you have different differing numbers like this. Uh, whether or not the team is going to be playing from a, uh, in front or behind, um, it also depends upon in the end whether or not uh, they really need to use the running back or not in those matchups and that's you know that's just in certain matchups so then you you have your tracker bar for the eight weeks on both the rush defense and the running back in the passing game next be the wide receivers and is separated into three categories into three sections the top wide receiver the second wide receiver and then any of the you know tertiary pieces uh for the wide receivers as a core um wide receiver one and wide receiver two it kind of it it's kind of a play around type deal in the case of Seattle Seahawks. I would consider d k Metcalf as wide receiver one because he's lined up on the outside primarily now. Seattle Lions does go in three wide receiver sets uh, a little bit more often than not, which puts Lockett in the slot. Now, Lockett would technically be, you know, from a stack comparison, uh, Tyler Lockett would be the number one wide receiver on the Seattle Seahawks. But because he's in the slot, he's generally dealing with a lesser cornerback. So I always put him as a, I'll usually put that guy as a wide receiver too. Uh, Keenan Allen's a little bit different um in this regard cuz he does line up a little bit um on the on the outside and as far as you look at the other options on the uh LA Chargers uh Keenan Allen is far and away the number one wide right receiver. Uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett can you know, they're kind of interchangeable. Lockett would never really survive on the outside compared to DK Metcalf. Um, Lockett's kind of more dependent upon the being on that inside guy. Um, but he's definitely uh, the first guy that um, Russell Wilson locks onto. So it's kind of a play it around. Um, I kind of mix and match it um, based solely on the team and what we've seen over the season, so, um, so yeah, so you have that, and then again, you get a tracker bar, and then of course, tight end at the bottom, uh, and then their full season tracker bar. You move over to the pro football reference numbers, these are defense versus position, uh, rankings based on points allowed, so you'll just have, and, and that's for a whole grouping, so, uh, Seattle will be facing the 32nd overall um, defense giving up points to quarterbacks, uh, 23rd against points to the running back, 30th against points to the wide receiver, and 25th against points to the tight end. Now on the bottom, I actually take this this number from uh, cbssports.com if you look up defense versus position, NFL, um, you can actually pull up a lot of these, a lot of these similar numbers uh, from CBS Sports, and they do it from quarterback all the way down to the defense. So, um, so then when you go to the next section, the PFF section, which is the Pro Football Focus, um, you will have. Uh, The general coverage, um, guys guys that are projected to be covering, you know, say TK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Jerome Brown, your starters, and then, of course, your tight end, Luke Wilson. The color codings on them are based on the uh, chart at the top. If you go at the very chart at the top, it's advantage, disadvantage, ratings and I've found kind of a nice little niche, uh, last year. So basically it, it's, it's all color coded based on seven and a half percent, um, deviations. So if they, if they project a wide receiver has, uh, anywhere from zero, uh, to seven and a half percent, they will be the lighter blue, seven and a half to 15 they There'll be a dark blue, fifteen uh, uh, to uh, twenty-two and a half percent. They get the light green, and then twenty-two and a half percent and above um, is considered to me is considered an extreme matchup, extremely good matchup. So that's kind of how I color rate them in there. And then you get to disadvantage. Uh, it goes the same same idea. It's just a negative, you know, balance in there. Uh, same 7.5% intervals, though. Um, I decided to keep it a similar color chart to where the defense versus position uh, color ranking chart uh, split up into eight sections, uh, just like the, the P, that PFF chart. And then you go uh, red at the bottom, uh, light red, or you know, kind of a pinkish rose color uh, to dark yellow, light yellow, and it goes to that <clears throat> light blue, dark blue, light green, uh, dark green. So, when you're looking for places to attack, of course, you're gonna you're gonna try and attack that that left side of the color chart. You know, the darker the blue or the darker the green, you know, the better. Um and then more your avoids are going to be of course on the right hand side now there is there is sometimes you have to take it with a grain of salt um and you have to look into whether or not uh a team has actually faced any good competition at the certain positions uh most of the time that's like tight end uh quarterbacks and running backs wide receivers you know. Eh if they're giving up if they're giving up a lot of points um of course they're gonna be bad but um if you kind of get in that mid range you kind of take a look at the wide receiving um core as a whole um but you can always use individual matchups when you get kind of a uh like a yellow like a yellow rating within there so you don't automatically just throw away a whole wide receiving core just because on, uh, according to DVP, the team is 15th in points. Um, sometimes they utilize one of those wide receivers, uh, heavily versus the other ones. They just can't make it up with the rest of the, uh, wide receiving core. So, um, last but not least at PFF, you'll see that, Offensive line matchups, and what that is is it's the same type of deal with the rating system Um, based on their pass, you know, and it separates their pass versus rush advantages or disadvantages against the defensive line. So, if we see some disadvantages, sometimes we like to stay away from certain areas because maybe they're not going to get enough push on the ball in the rushing game or they're going to have uh, heavy pressure in the passing game, which may uh, mute some of the production that you would want to see. So uh, we take it by a case-by-case basis. Uh, like for, say, Seattle, uh, there's a possibility that Russell Cole is going to be back. So we're going to have to take a look and see what's going on here. But, uh, yeah, so let's get it started in here. We got Seattle, 3.5-point favorite at Atlanta, uh, 53.5-point total overall for the over-under. I am going to put Russell Wilson in here. But uh, this is a game that we're really going to have to keep an eye on, uh, if only because uh, Matt Ryan is actually projected to play um, but whether or not he is going to be involved is going to be huge. Um, I do not believe in this team. If we do have uh, Matt Schaub, uh, Matt Schaub's a capable quarterback, but he's he really has never had any high upside except for, you know, a game or two with the um, – when he was – quarterbacking for the Houston Texans way back when but um I'd like to see Matt Ryan play in this game because it would keep it ultra competitive um and that's something that we kind of want to take a look at but um if he's not playing then I think you would probably shift off of Russell Wilson even though it's a pretty good matchup um but because of the high price, you'd probably be looking more at, say, Chris Carson. Um, the num- the rush numbers can be kind of deceiving just for the plain simple fact that uh, teams can take high advantage of um, the Atlanta Falcons pass defense, which is incredibly terrible. Uh, but when you get teams that run the ball heavily like the Seattle Seahawks, you can take a look at uh, they're running games for sure. Um, the An example of that would be like when they played Minnesota in week one and Dalvin Cook just ran all over this team. So then you didn't have a lot of passing yardage coming um, against this team. So And the numbers kind of show that in the DVP numbers. If you look at the bar, you can see that they really struggled uh, right out the gate uh, against Dallin Cook and didn't really they recovered you know about week five but that's because teams were starting to just get it in their head that they didn't have to um, pass the ball whatsoever or uh, run the ball whatsoever what am I trying to say that they were they were incredibly weak they were getting more injuries uh, week in and week out uh, so it was easy to pass so they were kind of padding stats Um, Atlanta side I'm looking at Matt Ryan but I don't know if I can actually say if he plays that he's a guy that you're going to completely want to use I'd have a lot of worries in there Uh, Devonta Freeman is actually in a good spot I'm going to take a look at him (laughs) This son of a bitch got himself tossed last week. And uh, I'd have to really look. It's all basically, I like copying this and then inserting them. And then you can kind of see, you put them in order and you can kind of see where um, they stand in comparison to one another. When you get your running back groups and like your quarterback groups. That's how I start separating them all out is by just kind of putting them in order by price and uh, and of course anybody who's familiar with the write up uh, the article gets the order is not like oh here's my favorite to my least favorite it's mostly done by uh, just the FanDuel pricing is set up and then you can kind of see it just across with the Yahoo the DK and then the fantasy draft pricing so um, looks According to this, that we would have Julio on Trey Flowers. And we got an incredible, incredible matchup right there. Uh, Calvin Ridley is still incredibly priced. Um, If Matt Ryan would start, I would for sure look at Calvin Ridley in cash I don't give a shit what anybody says especially on uh FanDuel just cuz you're going to get the high upside with him in that matchup uh for a very low cost uh 5400 uh, which makes him wide receiver 57 and then if you look across you got 30 28 and 29 so you're getting you know anywhere from you know 27 to 28 player value in there uh, Justin Hardy should take over for Muhammad Sanu, who was shipped off to um, New England. So, you know, it, he wasn't getting an incredible amount of targets. So, I mean, it doesn't really, it doesn't increase any volume, I don't think, for Julio Jones and Kelvin Ridley. Really. It's just, they're in good spots. They would be playing from behind, so it gives them plenty of opportunity. Austin Hooper also fits into that category as well. Uh he's dipped down in price just a tad, except for on Yahoo, where he is on one, where he's the number one price tight end, which I don't get. So um I like Seattle's defense in here. If Matt Ryan doesn't play, even if Matt Ryan plays, I guess you could say that Seattle's in in the discussion, because then you would be hoping that maybe Matt Ryan cannot complete this game, and then you get Matt Schaub, and maybe you get some turnover opportunity. Uh, <clears throat> Atlanta is twenty is twenty fifth against opposing defenses, giving up eleven point eight six per contest. Uh, same goes for Seattle, though, because they're twenty one, giving up allowing ten point one four to opposing defenses. But I wouldn't look at that. Uh, you're not going to play the Atlanta Falcons defense whatsoever. If you do, you're dumb, um, or you're just you're just completely punting and just hoping to not get negative points. Next game, we got Philly at Buffalo. Um, not a lot of interest in this game whatsoever from the Philadelphia side. Uh, looks like we're going to be without Deshaun Jackson again and Darren Sproles. Um, you can. Oh my god! I didn't even go through this. Buffalo is a one and a half point favorite. Forty-three over or under. Um, you can beat uh, the Buffalo Bills on the ground. Twenty-third uh, in rush defense and twenty-seven versus the running back in the passing game, according to DVOA and Football Outsiders. Uh, but they are allowing uh, the ninth fewest points uh, to running backs as a whole. So. I suppose you could look at a possible Jordan Howard. um, But he's probably going to split a little bit and just give a little bit too much to Miles Sanders, which I do not like. So I'm going to go ahead and just pass there. Uh, Wide receivers I have no interest in. Um, And granted... Now, see, now you look at the tight ends. They're 14th against the tight end DVOA, but allowing the third fewest points. Um, But I have some interest, and it's not in Zach Ertz. It's actually in Dallas Goddard as a possible punt option. Uh, they're, They're running two tight end sets, which I believe people are... If I remember correctly, the term is the twelve personnel. Um, so they got double tight end. Uh, Dallas Goddard is a hell of a of a blocker, which is why they you know primarily have them in there, uh, but they do utilize them in the passing game. So uh, it is an option. Um, probably more of a tournament. I don't know if we have to completely punt in cash. I'm not to that point yet, but uh, definitely considering an option. Uh, Buffalo is in, it has been within the top five for most of the season. Uh, Top three, top three, yeah, about top five, mostly top three in in points allowed to opposing defenses. Buffalo's (sighs) going to want to run the ball. But the Eagles are really decimated in their secondary. So, if they can slow down the Buffalo Bills running game, and that includes Josh Allen as a whole, uh, might be able to force some turnovers in here. Because like I had said last week, Josh Allen has been kind of a little turnover machine lately. Um gosh. I don't know if I'm gonna have any real interest in there because there's gonna be some really chalky defenses that we're probably gonna wanna use uh this week. So, but uh I kinda like Josh Allen. I kinda do. I don't really like the game. That's what's probably gonna keep me off of him, but I do I'm gonna insert him anyways. I kinda like Josh Allen. I really, really Here's the reason why I really really like John Brown this week. Um you know, wide receiver ones are 23rd overall against wide receiver ones they give up the 30 you know, they give up the most points against wide receivers. So John Brown is a very explosive cat. Um he he is he is Josh Allen's favorite guy to look at. So I like that there. Um, kind of like Buffalo Bills defense. Um, Might be a value. The Philadelphia Eagles offense has just been sputtering just all season, you know, except for, you know, of course, the one time that they play my um, Green Bay Packers and they actually show up. So, But uh, definitely in play there. Uh, we're going to move on. Uh, L.A. Chargers at Chicago. Bears. Bears favored by 4. 41 over under. I hate this game. Although, I'm going to take a look at Austin Eckler. Primarily, 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 probably on DK and fantasy Draft. Uh, He's going to be heavily involved in this game. Um, Especially... If uh last last night uh I it's not on your spreadsheet yet. It'll be on the updated ones when I send them out. Um but Keenan Allen was questionable. He did not practice yesterday, so we need to pay attention to that. Cause that's gonna open up a lot more passing. Um for Austin Eckler. Now I, I doubt that I'm gonna I would use him in cash since he's gonna be so uh, pass reliant, um, but he's definitely in play. Also in play is one Hunter Henry. Like him against the Bears, uh, Chargers defense. No, not even against a not even against a shitty. Bears. Well, <sighs> what I think about it, it is a low scoring game. actually a better value option probably than Buffalo just based on price but it all depends on what you can fit in there too um, I generally don't like to pay down for my defense I like to stay in the top half um, on the other side for the Chicago Bears you have Mitchell Drubisky. Um <sighs> LA sucks Um, now points allowed they've been pretty good you know they've been hanging around you know between 15 and 10 overall uh, defense to the quarterbacks it's mostly been the running backs that have done the damage now the bears have had major injuries across the offensive line um and I have heard some people shitting on uh, David Montgomery. Uh, I don't think it's so much on David Montgomery, even though this oh, Jesus, yards per carry is horrible. But um, I really, for me, with David Montgomery, it's just trying to figure out if we have another mini mini kind of Joe Mixon type deal. Um where the offensive line is so bad that they can't get a push even against a bad defense. Chargers' front is horrible, especially if uh, Mabin and Ingram are out. Um, That would really seriously kill them. Now, I do know that Casey Hayward is on Allen Robinson, but I really, really like Allen Robinson. And he's got a pretty good price on most of the sites. FanDuel he's a little he's a little pricier, um, but he does offer good value. Steady he's a steady guy for Mitch Trubisky, so um, it's definitely something that we can look at. Trey Burton really has not been involved, even though with a good matchup. So I'm going to pass. Um, good God, I don't know if I'm going to consider Bears defense. They're just disappointed. I it's there's probably better payoff spots. That's probably really the reason why I want to do that. But uh next game, New York Giants at Detroit. Detroit favored by seven, forty nine and a half over under. Um man. Man, oh man. There's only really two guys that I'm gonna consider here. Actually, no, there's three. There is three. Saquon Barkley's in play. I know he's kind of, he's got a, he's had a questionable tag. Um, He is very, very high priced. Um, So it's going to be basically determining whether or not he's still ready to go. Um, Not really afraid of Lions defense as far as the running game is concerned. Sometimes it's just mostly... <clears throat> this passing game. Now you're gonna have <coughs> a little revenge narrative here. Um, I'm going to take a look at Golden Tate. He's facing Justin Coleman. Justin Coleman has the advantage in here. Um, but uh, I kind of like I kind of like this game for some points, and I think in New, New York's going to be coming from behind. Um, I think I like the Golden Tape play even more. Sterling Shepard is not there, uh, but we will see. Um, Evan Ingram has a pretty good matchup as far as DVOA. Now, if you look at the DVP, though, it doesn't look so good, right? Well, look at the tracker bar. And you'll notice that they just start—they started giving up. Uh, points to the tight end they've been going up so it's a one week sample size but I mean Evan Ingram is probably the best tight end that they've played all year outside of um, Travis Kelsey so well they have faced Ertz too but Er Ertz hasn't been very involved with Philadelphia offense that's why I'm kind of off of him now but uh Evan Ingram could be a bounce back uh, type of guy. He did get poked in the eye last week, which is the reason why he was out. Of course, it didn't help that Red Allison caught the touchdown that we were looking for against Arizona. So uh, there we go. Detroit uh, Lions, we are definitely looking at Matthew Stafford, uh, especially over on DK and Fantasy Draft, where he's outside the top 10 as far as pricing. Uh, Very good matchup for him. Um, It's just kind of determining whether or not Matthew Stafford is actually a cash or a GPP because a lot of people are going to be on Mr. Ty Johnson. And I actually don't mind him over on the two half-point sites on the FanDuel and Yahoo, especially Yahoo because he's only $13 over there. Now, I would say that this is a bit of a risk uh, generally. Um, the Giants are actually worse against running backs in the passing game than they are on the ground. So it probably negates Ty Johnson's value unless he gets a touch, a goal line carry um, in some which way on that. But you're going to see a split between Ty Johnson and Janie McKissick. It's just whether or not, if the Lions can get up ahead and actually take him on, and actually, you know, give him some run uh, and give him potential of 20 touches. Uh, Where he's at right now, if you got, you know, 12 to 15 touches, it probably works out perfectly fine. DK price, again, it's a little bit high, Um, but he might be okay over there. Fantasy draft, wow, he's over the 10K range which generally you don't see. So, um, yeah, probably don't have any interest in him over there. Uh, Definitely have interest in the wide receivers and definitely thinking uh, that, uh, you know, like last week, had uh, Marvin Jones go off when I picked Kenny Galladay and that's happened one time before too and that was against the Chiefs or no not no it wasn't the Chiefs it was uh, the Eagles when Marvin Jones had that that nice uh, that other nice game so to me it's quite possible that we go back to Kenny Galladay although Marvin Jones has a really good matchup too so I think it's kind of price based you just kind of pick your poison on it um I don't think I would make Kenny Galladay part of the core for it. Give you let you have the choice between one of the two guys. You could pick Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, you, and neither one would probably uh, kill you if the other one went off. Because I think both could have good games this week. So yeah, kind of like it. Uh, Detroit defense, eh? Not so much on it. Uh, next game is Tampa at Tennessee. Tennessee favored by 2.5. 45.5 over under. Um, man I really I don't like this game at all I think this is going to be one of those mediocre games that are going to struggle to get to that 45 and a half um, it's actually a pretty good line Because this could be a twenty-four twenty game. But uh, I think overall, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I got to think about this one. Because Jameis is coming off a real shitty game over in London. Which is going to keep a shitload of people off. Especially with uh, this mashup. So, I think this is something that I just I need to look into first before I decide yay or nay, I think I lean more nay on this, but uh because I would uh, uh, automatically, I could tell you I'm not gonna consider Ronald Jones, but Mike Evans and Chris Godwin actually don't have that bad of matchups. Based on who they're facing, Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan, um, they've played pretty good this year. I gotta check into that matchup though, because uh, <laughs> there's my, a lot of Mike Evans talk, and I know there's there's talk on Chris Godwin. None of the other ones are in play, and I you, you do have. Um, I'm going to put both in here. OJ Howard and Cameron Bray. And I know OJ Howard has sucked a lot. um, But Tennessee has sucked against the tight ends. So it's going to be kind of interesting. Because. Oh, that's kind of funny. OJ Howard's actually. <coughs> less than. He's actually less than Cameron Brayton. Uh. Yahoo and FanDuel. It's kinda of funny. And then it's kinda of priced out it's priced out better over here. I don't know why I didn't make these green. Should have made those green. It's good pricing. Uh Jameis Winston likes likes Cameron Braid a lot. Um so I think it's definitely a consideration. Um to use camera Braid, even maybe if O.J. Howard is there. If you want, if you, I mean, if you're just saying fuck the world and trying to do something, um, I would, consi- I would consider camera Braid if you're going to pay all the way down, especially on DK. I don't hate it. I know they don't utilize the tight end very often, but that matchup is really, really good. So I think that's quite a possibility. Um... Another possibility is the defense uh, for Tampa Bay. They'll probably pull them out. But we'll see. Um, they actually haven't been too bad. Seven and a half points average scored. As far as fantasy points, it's not too bad. Especially if you're a pay down option. So I don't hate it. Uh, a lot of people are going to be on this other side, though. Um with Ryan Tannehill, who is, you know, dirt cheap, of course, because it's it's Ryan Tannehill. Um, the big question is whether or not he's going to actually do a whole hell of a lot. Now, he wouldn't really have to do that much. If you look at DraftKings, you'd only have to really get 15 points to make value. Um, FanDuel... about 17 and a half on FanDuel so that's going to be the key can he hit that or Max exceed that because he's got two wide receivers that have awesome matchups in Corey Davis and A.J. Brown And then we also need to look at Delaney Walker and Johnu Smith. Now, Delaney Walker has a Q tag right now. We'll wait until tonight see if that drops off. We just won't know. Oh man, I think Tennessee defense would definitely be in play, but their price is way too much. I'm not going to pay that because that defense hasn't been all that great. All right. Next game, Bengals-Rams. This is the game that's in London. Um, Rams favored by 13. So it's a 48.5 over under. Cincinnati Bengals. Hmm. What do I think about Cincinnati Bengals? Well, not too much because I'm not using any of their fucking players whatsoever. But, on the other side, you got a whole plethora. And this is what we're really going to have to decide here, is whether or not we're going to be using, uh, Goff. Or if we would consider Goff over Gurley. Now, of course, if you use Goff, that would be, um, you'd definitely be looking at the wide receivers here. Um. And let's see here. I'm going to take a look at this girly price here real quick. All right, so he's nine, ten, seven, and 7 across the board. So he's 7.4 on FanDuel, 7.4 on DraftKings. So he's there. He's pretty high priced on Yahoo. You get over 25, that's a stellar running back. So the real determination, the real thing, is going to be whether or not he can score his touchdowns because his yards per carry is terrible. Is he going to get the pass receptions? So that's what we need to decide. And then when we're looking at here, when you're looking at DraftKings, you're looking at at least twenty-two and a half points just for him to make value. And then on FanDuel, you're looking at somewhere right around twenty. So it's it's going to be based. Can we get twenty points out of Todd Gurley? Really? Then it's going to be, can we get 20 plus out of Tiger Gurley? I don't know. I really don't know. That's going to be a tough cookie right there. Tournaments, he might be all right. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's going to really use them, though, in cash. Uh, when you really look at at the different pricings and stuff. Now, all three wide receivers are in play, but I think we're going to get end up getting back to a more of a Cooper Cup. The uh, thing of it is, is I really don't want to have to pay that price for Cooper Cup. That's kind of a bad price. Um, I'd probably much rather pay for Gerald Everett, to be honest with you, um, as a low-end option. Instead of having to pay all the way up for Cup, I'll save a little bit of money. And do that. Uh, LA Rams defense is definitely in play, especially on Yahoo. They're only fourteen dollars, uh, makes them the sixteenth uh, highest-priced defense uh, comparatively. On the other side, you're looking at two, four, and six. So I mean, you're getting a huge, huge discount on the LA Rams on on Yahoo. Uh, the other ones are paying up a little bit more, but they do make a good pivot off. You know, eventually we're going to get to, like, the Patriots and the Saints, so. Definitely in play. Uh, Next game, Arizona at New Orleans. New Orleans favored by 10.5, 48.5 over under. Uh, I do not see Arizona playing along in this game. Now, there is something that we have to consider. Uh, We do have to consider Chase Edmonds if David Johnson would be out. Now, we're, again, not going to probably know anything about him until we get there. Um, Actually, I'm going to include both of these because you're not getting a... That huge of a discount on on Chase Edmonds, maybe on Yahoo because you save ten bucks, but um, you save you save about seven hundred bucks if Johnson sits and putting Chase Edmonds in there. Um, DK, you're only saving two hundred bucks, and on uh, fantasy draft where you you know you have the higher salaries, they're only. Uh, $300 less, so you're not saving a whole hell of a lot, so I don't know if he's really going to be in play, even if David Johnson isn't there. Uh, Saints do give up a little bit to the running backs in the passing game, but nothing incredibly huge. Uh, Wide receivers, no. Tight ends, no. Um, The curious case here is whether or not Drew Drew Brees is actually going to play, or if this was just a tactic uh, by the New, York, New Orleans Saints to give Arizona something to think about, which you know, knowing Sean, Payton, knowing Sean Payton probably is the real reason here. Um, but I mean, you do you do get a slight dis you get a hell of a discount on Drew Brees in on Fan or uh, FanDuel twenty first price quarterback, where Teddy Bridgewater is the eleventh, so. Quite possible over there. Um, we're paying attention to Alan Kamara, Latavius Murray. Of course, if Murray plays, or if, if Kamara sits, you're, we're going to auto lock Lat Murray in there. Because um, he's at a pretty, pretty good price down there. Uh, let's take a look here. I promise I will not fall asleep this week. Uh, wide receiver, you are definitely going to look at Michael Thomas, and he's probably going to be your your pay up cash game wide receiver. I know Patrick Peterson is going to be on him. I don't care. I really, really like I really, really like Thomas, but I do like Ted Ginn Jr. too. Um, so he is in play. Really good price on DK. And uh fancy draft. He's a good price on the other sites too, but he's not $3,700, you know, 76 overall on those sites. So we'll see. Uh, yes. <laughs> we have Jared Cook is still questionable. If he can't go, then you're going to have Josh Hill. So, Josh Hill would be a nice value. He's got a nice matchup here It's Arizona. Uh, If Breeze is playing, he'd definitely look for that. I don't know if they're going to do it so much with Teddy Bridgewater, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's see here. We got New York Jets at Jacksonville. Jacksonville favored by 6, 41 over under. Uh, Do not really have a lot of interest in this game outside of the two running backs. I I do like Le'Veon Bell in this matchup. He's going to get a lot of run. Uh, Jacksonville has been giving up yards and points to uh, opposing running backs, so... definitely some interest especially since it's not really it's kind of a lackluster position this week um yeah it's quite possible that Robbie Anderson could do something I just I don't know I don't know I just I don't know My whole thing is whether or not I would actually start him even in seasonal. And I think I'd have a lot better options. He's got the upside to beat it. I just don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna sit on that one. Um not a love for not a lot of love for Jacksonville on the other side either. No, I could look at you could look at Leonard Fournette. Um He's quite pricey, uh, but he's been getting the job done week in and week out. Uh, There's some people that are loving Gardner Minshew again in this one. I just, nah, I don't really see it. Now, uh, New England absolutely destroyed um, the New York Jets on the ground. So, I mean, if Sony Michelle if Sony Michelle could be ripping off yardage like that, and that and their offensive line isn't all that great either, I do believe that uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars can do it too. So, I don't hate the idea of either running back in that game. Um, I'm probably going to fade both the defenses, though. Although Jacksonville's got a pretty good price over on fantasy draft not really looking at the defense at all from the New York Jets side. Although maybe we should because it's a uh, very low, low total. But who cares? Let's move on. The game that everybody will be looking at. Uh, Oakland at Houston, six and a half over under. Or, uh, <laughs> Houston's six and a half point favorite. Uh, 51 and a half o- is the over under. Um, I believe this has actually gone up. If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to double-check that. But definitely a game in the 50s. You're going to have guys you know, just completely looking around here. Uh, Josh, Josh Jacobs is dealing with that shoulder. Uh, so it's really going to be a matter of whether or not he's going to play. Um, just so you can alleviate some kind of pressure off Derek Carr, you'd like to have him in there, uh, even if you don't quite like him. Uh apparently Tyrell Williams is sl- slated to play. Now the only issue is he like I said uh he is dealing with a plantar fascia or plantar fasciitis in his foot. So it's going to be real curious to see how well he's going to actually do. And then I think you definitely still have to consider Darren Waller, even in what is perceived to be a terrible matchup. Um, he's going to get the targets. He showed it last week. He's probably almost have to auto lock for cash. It all depends on how the construction works. But uh, uh, bad matchup on, pay, uh, on paper, considering Houston's seventh against the tight end, DVOA. Uh, eighth in points. But they are going back, they are trending back up. Uh, in that regard, so I think they're definitely a consideration. Uh, Your guy that you're probably going to want to lock in on is going to be Deshaun Watson following that uh, game by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Doubt we see much uh, or see the same type of results like that, six touchdowns, but it's quite possible that he get three or four, uh, maybe three, you know, passing touchdowns and then uh, a rushing touchdown. He has that upside, uh, which he just showed a couple weeks ago. So um, my two favorite guys as far as the wide receivers are going to be DeAndre Hopkins and Kenny Stills. Um, Kenny Stills is going to take over for Will Fuller. Uh, He's going to become much a much better asset than Will Fuller as far as, uh, you know, catching the ball and not dropping it. So, definitely considering those two. I've heard some Kiki Kuti. He does not have a good matchup by the numbers. So I'm going to fade him. Um, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I like Kuti. It's just, he's not in good spots he hasn't been in good spots and Watson isn't really uh locking on to him. He'd rather still throw to Hopkins, Stills, or or Fuller whenever they're available. Um tight ends have a good matchup in Darren Phelps, Jordan Aikens. Uh they did activate Jarrell Adams off the uh practice squad. Oh my god, I forgot to color these in. Um But I don't know how much run you'll actually see out of Adams, who was cut after the preseason. There we go. All right, now I feel better. Um, I just generally will not use Darren Fells or Jordan Aikens, just for the plain simple fact that you're going to have to choose between one or the other, Um, and then you may you probably never get it right. So I'll pass. Uh, Carolina at San Francisco. San Francisco favored by five and a half. Uh, Forty-two over under. Now, here's the curious thing: is whether, what to do about Christian McCaffrey? There's nobody else in this offense that i would, you would even want to consider in this matchup against San Fran. Um, but San Francisco has been really tough against running backs. Carolina's coming off the bye so you know Christian McCaffrey is the Carolina offense so it's going to come down on whether or not you believe that uh Christian McCaffrey can really bring back anything on his on his tag because as far as draft case is concerned you're you're looking like you need like 27 28 points out of him So you're looking at at least you want him to get two touchdowns, which would give you 12 points and allow you to get 14. Now can he get the catches over there? It's quite possible you can see it on DK. I don't know if you can see it so much on FanDuel. He's going to be completely GPP option, um, and I think you're going to be fine fading him, but it's definitely an interesting kind of case there. And then when you look on the other side, um, I think you're looking at Tevin Coleman again. Uh, Carolina gives up a, gives up uh, a lot on the ground. Uh, they got better, you know, the week before they went on bye, but that's based on the opponent. Um, and I think not so much on their defense. They've been pretty much in the upper in the upper half as far as allowing points. Um, And what I mean, I actually probably should say the lower half. Uh, So they're allowing a lot of points to the uh, running back position, Uh, mostly on the ground, not through the passing. Although you could consider George Kittle for San Francisco, I just don't know if I want to pay for him he's incredibly expensive and he's going to kind of limit you I'd rather pay down a bit I'd rather actually probably probably, probably do Waller who's in a better match or who's in a better like game scripting matchup so, um, <sighs> not going to use the defense I don't think either which is interesting Carolina offers up the fifth fewest points allowed to oppose the defenses, so yeah, we'll just go ahead and pass there. We have Denver and Indianapolis, five and a half uh, point favorite. Point favorites are the Colts. Uh, 43 over under. Man, oh man. Ken the Denver Broncos bounce back from that just absolute disaster last week. I don't know. But Courtland, both Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton are in good spots. Um, tight end is actually in good spot too. No fant, but Flacco hasn't really been going to him lately. Running back, I don't I don't have any interest in Lindsey Freeman this week they're going to split enough to where they're going to kill each other's value and I don't think they make it so from the other side there is a curiosity here is they have T.Y. Hilton matched up against uh, Chris Harris and if you're looking at the spreadsheet you're seeing the colors and i am seen uh, T.Y. Hilton actually has a really good matchup this week going to have to look into it I don't know if I could pull the trigger on it. Like, I, you could fade guys from a forty-three over/under, and not feel the hurt on it. So, eh, might not be a bad thing. Um, I think you could consider the Colts too. I don't know. Not on fan. Not on Fanduel. Holy shit! They're the fifth highest-priced defense. You out of your fucking mind? This is Indy we're talking about. Well, I don't consider. Him. I'll throw him in there. Uh, Sunday late afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> we got Cleveland at New England. New England favored by thirteen. It's a forty-six over under. Uh, I'm I'm not touching a single fucking Cleveland Brown. I. Here's what's gonna happen. Okay, so everybody's thinking that they're gonna shut down Odell Beckham. Nope. They're going to try and shut down Nick Chubb and just allow their corners to shut down the wide receivers on their own. Uh, If that was me, that's what I would do. Baker Mayfield is probably going to throw like eight interceptions in this game. So you're definitely looking at New England's defense. I think think what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to start at New England defense, just put it in there and see how your lineup constructs with that. I'm going to play around with it. Um, At the very least, uh, let's see here. Oh, man. You got Sony Michelle and James White in play. Ugh. Gross. I'm even looking at this. Thanks a lot, Cleveland. Oh, I'm gonna look at both. They get a great matchup. Um, I think James White. I didn't watch that game. I didn't watch that game last week, but I think James White almost scored, if I remember correctly, last week, and then Michelle cleaned it up. So he kind of got screwed on there. I just kind of want to see what the touches snap count was on there because I've been hearing from a reliable source that James White actually might be due this week from the way that he's looking at it. He's a big New England fan so he pays incredible attention to that. But we can't consider Julian Edelman Definitely could consider Julian Edelman. Uh, I'd like to see that Q tag come off before too long, but uh, getting a really good price on him on a nice, safe, reliable. I ni- You're getting a hell of a price on a nice, safe, reliable option on the half point PPR sites, um, and he does definitely has the opportunity to score this week. So we'll see what happens here. Um. Oh, I Okay, that's the deal. Uh, not looking really at anything else. Josh Gordon is gone. Uh, defense tight end. No. no. No, 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 no. For right now, that's what we got. So, got that. Uh, that would complete the main slate except for Anyahu. And fantasy draft, where we have uh, the Packers at Kansas City. Uh, Packers favored by three and a half on the road in Kansas City, forty-eight t- uh, total. So, um, as far as quarterbacks go, I mean, I'm gonna am con- gonna consider Rogers, of course. Um, God, would I consider Matt. 15 points on DK to get value. Um, let me think. Oh, this draft kings that's not what I'm looking at. <sighs> have to get basically one and a half, so you'd have to get about sixteen on fancy draft. Consider Matt Moore in any format. The guy that I'm really, really looking at um, is Aaron Jones. We have seen the running backs get their shit together against this team. This team sucks. Sorry, Kansas City fans, your team sucks. I don't even have fun talking about it anymore. Um, so yeah, we'll have Aaron Jones. Uh, I think it's a prime time slate. You could look at Jamal Williams too. Um, Primetime showdown somewhere in there. <sighs> I think MVS is in play. much. They haven't really been giving up a lot of points lately, uh, to wide receivers, but that's mostly because <laughs> that's mostly because they're giving up all the points to the running backs. It's kinda funny 'cause it's kinda like it's kinda like the Packers. As far as Kansas City side for running back, um, I think it's LaShawn McCoy or Bust. Be honest with you. Don't like much else out of there. Uh, Let's see here. So we got the wide receivers over there, Uh, wide receivers on this side. Oof. More of a GPP play, but uh, Tyree Kill is looking really, really good against Kevin King. Oh, wait, no, he's not playing Kevin King. Tremont Williams. Uh, well, since we're here at Kansas City, Travis Kelsey's in play. Of Devontae Adams would happen to play in this game, I would definitely consider him in GPP. Um, Until then, I think Jimmy Graham's in play. I think Jimmy Graham's in. Uh I think that's about it I think you could consider Green Bay's defense Only things for main slate at least the first run through uh, Monday Night Football you got Miami Pittsburgh Pittsburgh favored by 14 yeah, really high uh, 43 over under eh, maybe not get there uh, Dolphin side um, not really too much no I can see Mike Gizicchi being a play uh, definitely Devonta Parker uh, even though he's going to have Joe Hedden on him. Preston Williams actually has a decent matchup, too. Wide receivers actually aren't in a bad spot. It's the running backs that are in a bad spot. So I'm going to kind of fade them out, although maybe Miami's defense steps up. Um, other than that, I mean, you can use Mason Rudolph and pair him up with Juju Smith-Schuster, which is probably the way that I would go. Um, otherwise whatever running back is there it's going to be your definite play uh, even the kind of like Vance McDonald at tight end with the Pittsburgh defense so that's our run through on there went a little bit over an hour not too good um, but yeah I'll be going through this and then have another podcast tomorrow morning uh, Break with a further breakdown on Know your cash and GPP plays. uh, Just remember, you know, you can use those cash game players in GPPs. You just kind of want to differentiate with some of the GPP guys. The GPP guys are generally guys that are going to have the higher upside. So, definitely, guys that you're going to want to get in your lineup. But uh, yeah, don't be afraid to use the cash cash game guys, especially the quarterbacks if you're. If you think a game's going to go off, you can use them at GPP. Of course you can. You just uh, pair them up with a couple more probably targets and you stack the game a little bit more. But, um, yeah, that's going to be it. I'm going to get myself out of here. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Take care.